Hello, you beautiful Americans. Oh, <laughs> good evening, you two. Oh, it's a first time for everything. How's everybody doing? Oh, it's so great. Oh, I'm doing fabulous now that I'm on the air with we you guys. We got our first yeah. guest on the show. I'm the first? Yeah. yeah. Oh, son of a You're popping two cherries today. Oh, mm-hmm. Congratulations. So, we're here with our best buddy, co-worker, Marcus. Hello. Ma- Marcus, mm-hmm. tell, tell, tell our beautiful Americans about some of your experience, so. Man, some of my experience, basically, uh, I know we have an hour and I could probably take it up all, but I'm not going to. So, uh, That's started on multiple times. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> started in 2005, uh, my law enforcement career in corrections. I know some people out there wrinkle their nose when they hear corrections, but I'll tell you what, they're, they're just as important as everyone else on the road. <laughs> Shit, yeah. So started in 05 <laughs> corrections, um, just basic CO. Worked my up the ranks in about two years, became sergeant, was there until I left and came here to the tribe. Got about 10 years tactical experience between the tribe and actually more than that. Uh, tactical experience between tribe and the prison. Um, I know it's another thing too. People are like, oh, a tactical team with the, tri- or with the prison's not great, but we had an awesome MOU with three counties and got to deploy with the road guys and drop gas and kick in doors. So Hell yeah. It's pretty awesome. Fuck, I want I like kick doors down. Yes, you do. <laughs> God. I wish I could have seen the smile on your face that one night you kicked in that door. Oh, it was there. Yeah. Oh, it was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah Grabs got... onto two door posts. Boom! I'm surprised you didn't say surprise, motherfucker. I should have. Oh, <laughs> hindsight's 2020. I've seen a few doors get kicked in myself, and one of them would probably, probably come up later, but pucker factor when that door kicked open, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, especially for you or him. For me. Oh, yeah? A little yeah. bit of both. Yeah. Ugh. That's what... And I think you're right, Marcus. People curl their noses and like, ah, corrections is a babysitter. Because, I mean, I, I never worked corrections, but I worked in the county jail. Well, I have more respect for you working at the county jail. Because well, we get them, they're all detoxed yeah, and all happy. That's the only difference lucky. is county jail gets them, they're drunk high, and then when you guys get them, but they're still shitty fucking people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And here's a good... This is the name that I spent like 30 minutes trying to find. Yeah, waiting uh, on you. And this will probably lead to... Yeah, waiting on me. To more stories. Have you guys ever heard of Robert Gleason? His name rings a bell. Name of this ring a little bell, but it could be the Gleason part of it. Yeah, I yeah, think you're I right. Think right. So this guy is from uh, Virginia. Let's see, born in 1970. He was an American murder murderer sentenced to death and execution by the Commonwealth of Virginia for two separate murders uh, of two of his cellmates. So... Oh. Did we talk about him the other day? I think you and I talked about him face-to-face, but this is the first time I've got to bring him up on here. Okay. So in 2009, Gleason was sentenced to life for the 2007 murder of a guy named uh, Michael Jamerson, Jamerson, something like that, in 2007. Mm -hmm. Well, he got life without parole, and he wanted death, and they didn't give it to him. (laughs) So so this this fine, upstanding citizen uh, said he was going to earn it. So he killed his first cellmate. Uh, let's see. He was a mentally ill cellmate named Harvey Watson in 2009, who was serving a 100-year sentence uh, for a murder dating back to 1983. Gleason hogtied him, beat him, strangled, and he was 63 years old, uh, and strangled him to death on the two-year anniversary of Jamerson's death, who was Gleason's first victim. So, he—it's a pretty brutal cellmate murder that they—they yeah. they still don't give him death. They still didn't give no. him death. They added a—they added some ridiculous number of years to his sentence. So basically, he was going to die in prison. Yes. But then they said, "Yeah, we're not giving you what you want." So fuck you. And on top of that, to keep you from doing it again, we're going to put you in solitary confinement where you have no contact with the outside world. <laughs> so it's impossible for you to murder anybody else. So let's make it worse. Yeah. Oh no, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. So this guy, because as we all know, criminals and shitheads are master manipulators. Um, he convinces a guy that's living in the cell next to him in solitary confinement. So, at, and there's a YouTube video of like the surveillance footage of him doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, probably like from prison movies and documentaries, solitary confinement guys, when they go out to the yard, they get put in cages, like individual cages that you're by yourself, but you're right next to another guy. Basically giant dog runs. Basically, yeah, Yeah. giant dog runs. Well, old Gleason here got the idea to 
convince the guy living in the solitary cell next to him, hey, man, I've got an idea. <laughs> this will help you so much. So what the plan is, is we'll go out to the yard and we'll get in these big-ass dog runs right next to each other, and I'll take my shoelace off, and you sit up against the fence, and I'll put the shoelace around your neck, choke you unconscious, and then let you go, and then you, you and your family can sue the state prison board for a whole bunch of money. Oh. He wow. didn't let go. No. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. <clears throat> so they finally gave him the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was that? That was in 2010. Who the f- How dumb do you have to fucking be? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds like a good plan, Bob. Yeah. There's sounds, still a lawsuit coming, like a, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's got to be. I, there's got to be. But they did find evidence that like it was planned out. Uh-huh. Like the whole plan was... I'll choke you unconscious, let go, and then you guys sue this prison board for a shit ton of money uh-huh. because they, you know, they didn't protect you the right way or something like that. Probably because he made phone calls and told his family about it. That'd yeah. be the only way I can think of, or letters because they scanned the mail. He had out. he had to contact his family about it somehow. I mean, get this, get this, Marge. I have this great idea. We're going to be rich. Yeah. I made this friend. His name's Robert. He's a real swell guy. You keep banging Frankie, but you'll be rich too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he was oh, finally shit. given the death penalty, executed uh, January 16th, 2013. His last words were, well, I hope Percy ain't going to forget to wet the sponge. He was killed by electrocution, by the way. Yeah. Little mm-hmm. Green Mile reference there. They shouldn't have wet it. Put me on a highway to Jackson and call my Irish buddies. And then he uh, made a statement translated from Irish as kiss my arse. Huh. Oh, righty then. He was a gentleman all the way to the end. You have a picture of him? I want to put uh, a face yeah. to this. Let me look here. There's the old nice boy, Wonderkin. So why didn't he just kill himself? He wanted to die that bad. Oh, well, shit. that's what I'm thinking. It's like, if you really want to die that bad, why not just tie a sheet around your neck, wait for somebody to do a walk, and then just do it. Just right. do it. You got 30 minutes to hang there. And, and then the prison did actually get sued. Um, because they're supposed to check. I guess the guys in this yard are supposed to be under constant supervision. And it was, God, it was some stupid, like 45 minutes where they weren't watched. Oh, shit. So, the, so like early in the video, you see he strangles this dude and then nothing. The dude just lays there wow. for the longest fucking time. But yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. dang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> Maybe I wonder if this guy didn't know what old Gleason was in prison for. Probably not. He's probably like, oh yeah, I'm in here. You know, I stabbed some dude or some bullshit like minor thing. I don't know. But yeah. Who knows what story he gave him? Because I mean, they put him in solitary because he flat out told the court, "I'm going to keep killing people until you give me the death penalty." That's when you send him. to... Oh, we were talking about that prison in the Rockies, like the out. Oh, the it? Fed, uh, the Supermax, and yeah, where Chapo's at. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what was that big, uh, is it Alcatraz? <clears throat> yeah, in San Francisco? Yes. Yeah. Um, cool place if you've never been there. No. I want to go. Oh, really that's awesome. Bad. Yeah. See, this one in the Rockies is fucking cool looking. Like, it, I would love to one day, if I ever got a plane that was, you know, could handle the altitude of flying over the Rockies. And it depends on what the air I was about to say, don't they not let people... It depends. You can only fly within so many miles, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, here it is. Right There's here. some high-powered cameras out there that could get you some cool pictures. ADX. But there is some cool pictures oh, yeah. online. ADX in Florence, Colorado. Yes. That's the prison. Let's is see. that the one? I guess that's what it says, yeah. No, okay, I think you're right, yeah. Looks like it. Looks like see. a damn big freaking base. Is that is that where... Um, Let's see. It says the 14 most notorious inmates held at ADX in Florence, Colorado. Uh, if Chapo's on this list, then I know we've got the right one. No, you're oh, right. yep, yeah, Bo- the Boston Bombers there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, there's some views that you look. I mean, like here, here's this one, so I can get a full view of it. Now it's gonna pull up a whole fucking. Yeah, we were reading one day out of the parents' house. We were reading about this shit. Like from this view, I mean, that's that's a pretty view. Just you got the mountains there and shit. But there that's is pretty view. fucking nothing. 
Well, plus, oh, no. you, you get away with anything. You're done. There. Like, if That's, you were to escape, yeah. which is fucking impossible with these things nowadays, damn near. And um, you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowhere at all. See who else they got. Just like Boise. There's nothing around there forever. Right. Oh, yeah. They're prisons. I got to give them kudos because I'd never been down there. Uh, and then when I went down to post, uh, we did our shooting at the range right outside the prison. And it is. That prison's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it is... Yeah, no. like, you know, it's one thing we never did while we were down in Artesia. What is, where's that one at? Um, oh, just, just like halfway between Roswell and there. Yeah. I drove out there one night and did got you? close to the gate and looked at it. Yeah. The, oh, That's the one New thing Mexico, I should have done. The yeah. New Mexico prison down there? For all the drives mm-hmm. I did while I was down there, bored as shit. Have you gone to the old Idaho State Prison Mm-mm. in Boise? Mm-mm. My uncle actually got married there to, yeah. his, to the first one. It was a destined <laughs> to be a grand marriage. <laughs> Why would you get married at a prison? Because marriage it. is a prison. <laughs> no, it was actually Sometimes it wasn't forever. Feels like it wasn't forever. in the prison. It was actually the building next to it that I guess used to be like the guard house or like the administrative offices. Mm-hmm. They've actually turned yeah. that into like a nice little venue, venue type of deal. Huh. But yeah, it's right outside, right outside the prison wall. All the places to get married. But yeah, I went down and walked through the old Idaho State Prison, and that's even a neat freaking thing yeah like you see the old like they take you through death row and like where they used to well they only hung one guy in the prison sure. but you guys been over to the wall walla one we need to do the, public no, hangings again I've been over there concrete mama over in walla walla concrete uh, mama that's what was it called there's a book out called the, Con- the concrete mama it's a pretty mm-hmm. cool book back in the 60s and 70s and one of the one of the stories i remember from the book is a lot of the inmates they had a uh, a mechanic shop and they would let them build motorcycles and drive them in the rec yard. What? No shit, huh? Yeah. Huh. And that prison is still in operation. I don't, that program's obviously not. But when you walk through there. Mad Max. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> when you walk through there, it's like a time machine. Yeah. It's like the old school, three tiers, nothing but bars, big old levers to open the gates. And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll call out, you know, cell two, you know, doors open, step out. And clank, 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 and opens. And if any other inmate comes out, oh, crap, hits the fan. Shit. And just that Ooh. one inmate steps out, stops, and then the big old lever down, crack, clank, 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 and it's crazy how they still use it. And it's Damn. still in operation? Still in operation. Yep. Wow. Uh, they use a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it is shut down, but you just walk in there and it's crazy. They're union over there because it's Washington. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so they're allowed two breaks and a lunch break. Uh-huh. And when the first break hits, everyone's put on lockdown and uh, that place gets empty of like, yeah. it's very minimal staff while they have their union break. Damn. What the hell? It's crazy. That is crazy. Hmm. But cool place to go tour. Neat place to see. That's what, yeah. That's what you always hear about Alcatraz being like a cool place to tour. But I think a lot of people don't realize any like old shut down prison is just fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be really cool. So have you guys seen the movie Escape? I think maybe we've... I don't know if we've talked about this before or not. I still haven't seen it, but you and I talked about it's it. It's on Netflix. Have you seen it with Sylvester Stallone? No. Now, he goes in and infiltrates... Um, not really infiltrates. He They let him in. They let him... Pretty much let him in. He he gets charged with a crime. No one knows about him. All's, all's the guards and the warden knows he committed this crime, quote unquote, of... Um, whatever it is and he's in this prison and his job is to go in and break out of it and show them their security heard about it it's really good now it's of course it's a movie Uh there's one two and three and i haven't watched two and three because only once on netflix of course but um or anyways prime whatever um but it's really good and then he gets chucked into this prison that um he's supposed to do the same exact thing like he's charged with some crime well his boss for the well his partner for the company that he started doing this like gets his connections in with this other dude that owns a supermax prison that's fucking insane like it's crazy they like live in still steel or uh glass cylinders that get like lowered down like you you break out of it you're gonna fall there's nowhere for you to go and but he's stuck in this thing like he is he tries using his safe code and everything because he starts getting the shit beat out of him by guards and stuff and like getting targeted oh it's fucking good movie you guys need to watch it yeah Hmm. it's really good and then he meets the um, oh God, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it too. So you can only imagine how good that is. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. It is. But we need to knock out these formalities real quick before we let Marcus kind of. We have formalities. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say formalities like they're just like a chore, but this day in history. Sure. 
Oh, yeah. Before okay. we jump in on that, I just want to say, you know, it's kind of one of those cloudy days. It's just been kind of meh. So I can really I'm going to kick you, you in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> weather and politics. Weather and politics. So this day in history, though. This day in history. Um, and it's, I mean, it's kind of significant. And I know we don't talk about politics, but President Clinton was impeached on this day. Ironic. Yes. Weird. Without getting into mm. date. With <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? <laughs> Just yesterday, something similar may have happened. Uh, mm-hmm. by I that, can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. By the House of Representatives, which, I mean, if anybody does their research, everybody knows without getting too political, the House of Representatives is just, yeah. It's kind of like, I want to say it like Kind of like the vice principal's office? Yes, exactly. Yes. It's kind of <laughs> like that. But you'll, get, you'll get yelled at, but you're not really in any trouble. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So, um, you know. I don't want to get political. So, anyways, we're going to move on. Don't do it. We're going to move on. Um, That was in 98. Um, Let's see if there's anything good in history. 1982, four bombs exploded at South Africa's only nuclear power station in Johannesburg. I remember learning about that in history back in school. Where was that at? Holy shit, this is kind of cool. Johannesburg in South Africa. Is that like the Rwanda thing? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. Di- I haven't dived into this. Oh, one. Okay. I'm just kind of going through a little bit of a list. Gotcha. Um, this is actually pretty cool. 1959, rep- reputed, reputed to be the last Civil War veteran, Walter William dies at age 117 in Houston. Ooh. Holy 1959. shit! 1959. This motherfucker saw the fucking Civil he War. He was a Civil War veteran. I would say I wish I could have been around to see him, but that would have been like 32 years before my time. 33 actually. Mm-hmm. So he was actually so he was a Civil War veteran. So he wasn't just like a baby at the time. He was he fucking fought in motherfucker. I mean, depending on which side he was on, but I mean, yeah, you know, oh god, oh General Lee or you know President Lincoln. Yeah, you know, God, could you just imagine at like you go through one hundred seventeen? Well, what year did he die? Nineteen fifty nine. And he was how old? One seventeen. So nineteen fifty nine. So nineteen fifty nine minus one hundred six one hundred sixteen. 117? Yep. So he was born in 1842. Wait, oh, yeah, because the Civil War ended in 65. So he would have been 18, 19, 20. He would have been like perfect military age. Exactly. So anywhere from... Son of a bitch. 20. So he saw anywhere from... um, If you divide it by four years per term of a president, which some presidents, you know, of course, serve two terms. um, He saw, if it was one term, 29 presidents, which isn't the case. There was two-term presidents in there. Um, So anywhere from 20 to 25, you could probably safely say 20 to 25 presidents. Could you fucking imagine? That's crazy. That's what I was actually thinking about that the other day because I never really realized, fuck my life. I've only actually seen three, four. Yeah, that you remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that I remember. I think Clinton was in office when I was born in 93, or was it uh, George H.? Or G Dub, um, Bill Clinton was impeached in '98, and did he serve two terms or one? No, he I served think he did two. two. Yeah, so did he, he so he started in '90, which was when Amanda okay, was born. Okay, so yeah, I was born during Clinton, and then from there, I've only seen Clinton. Four. I think I've seen five or six. Yeah, because it was Ronald Reagan. Oh, uh-huh. jealous. That <laughs> guy's jealous. I remember, him. I remember him. By the way, I'm 42. <laughs> um, he doesn't look it. By the way, um. Ronald Reagan. Then after Ronald Reagan, it was the Bush era. Mm-hmm. <coughs> senior, junior. <coughs> then and Clinton was, was in between the two. Clinton. Clinton was in Obama. Obama. Mm-hmm. And now where and we're at now. now. That's not Trump. politics, people. That's just timelines. This. So, holy crap. I feel older now. Thank you. <laughs> it's kind of Thank great. you for that. You're, you're welcome, bro. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> and peace. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. A little bit of history shit. You know, we always tend to... There's only been one time where we've had some kind of like... We were going into like the BC, like early AC era of Yeah, and history. even then, I'm I'm hesitant about that. Yeah, this, well, the thing is, when you go into BC, you, you never know. I mean, there, yeah. there's so much error in time. But yeah, like, exactly. There's some... We have some... Pre- like, it's just... It's just like works out perfect. Like, we do our history talk and it's like, oh, by the way, you know, Hiroshima yeah. happened. Yeah, well, that you never so know. You, what the fuck? <laughs> Our timing's either good or shitty, yeah. whether you look at yeah. how you look at it. We dropped big ass bombs on Japan. Oh God! Hey, oh, it took care of that war. Oh yeah, no, that that emptied that one. Yeah, no, definitely. 
Holy guacamole. Yeah, just a little uh, tinnitus there. Shit, that was bad. You okay there, bud? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> what yeah. the, oh, what man. the shit? Oh, and fucking almost shut my brain down. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the note of tinnitus, um, I don't know if you guys ever get it once in a while, but um, there was some guy, He was, he's like a, he's, he was blown up a couple times, like in Afghanistan, like his ears are shot. He has, he has like permanent tinnitus. It's always ringing. And he has hearing aids that kind of help with it once in a while. But he did a YouTube video. He's like, I get people asking me all the time, does that bug you? Does it slow your life down? He's like, you know how I think about it? He's like, let freedom fucking ring. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. And I didn't, I didn't get blown up in war or anything, but you know, shit. It's just the best of a bad situation. Right. Exactly. It's just how you look at things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm not trying to backtrack too much, but you know what prison I bet would suck complete ass to serve time in back when it was open? What's that? Yuma. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't done my research on Yuma. You haven't no, done any research on Yuma? Yeah. You guys know? Well, Yuma, Arizona? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was an old... I was uh, going to say Virginia, the Yuma. But, you know, don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back after I fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, what was that? Oh, Babe Ruth. Oh, God, I screwed that one up so bad. Oh, Yeah. I said I, we were talking it. about how it was black and white. Where the um, the and you guys will hear this next episode because we'll put it out here soon. But I'm telling kind of Phil and Marcus in, but <clears> talking <throat> about how um, car uh, baseball cards were in black and white. And I'm like, oh yeah, or we were saying something about race or something that time, something like that. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, it must have been tough for Babe Ruth because he was a man of color. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean the look on Jared's face. Was pure I was, I was, murder. I was so confused at first. I was like, "What in confused, the fuck pissed, did I just hear? And my face turned red. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh wait a minute. I, I was able to fix it like five minutes later. I was Jackie Robinson. That's who I yeah, was thinking that's of. That's who you yeah, were sure. thinking of. That's who you were thinking of. But oh, sorry. Not to take away from your heat there. Yeah. Let's see. So the Yuma Territorial Prison. Uh, when was it opened? Received its first inmate on July first, eighteen seventy six. For the next 33 years, over 3,000 prisoners, including 29 women, served sentences from crimes ranging from murder to polygamy. Uh, polygamy, huh? Yep. So, well, it, it was a labor camp. It was a labor prison. Okay. Is that what, was that what Australia did, or did they just throw them into that island and say, I think they just dropped them off. I think they yeah. did, yeah. They were just like, yeah, if you can get off, go for it. Yeah, it's like, and then they made a whole continent. With snakes and spiders and that's just a dickhead move, man. God dang. So it's a dickhead country. Yeah. God, it is. You know shit. Like people like there's like you go on Costco dot com and you're looking at vacation packages and Australia is on the list and I'm like, No. Like the most no, deadly yeah. they have the most the top three deadliest snakes and like the top six deadliest spiders or something like that. Really? Like, fuck off. Oh, no. No, good. no, thanks. Nope, I'm good. Yeah, no, I don't want to go to prison. And a job over there is snake catching, and those are the fucking, um, oh, what are those? The They're not catching. The like, asps? I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're yeah. not catching little gardener snakes either. No, they're no, like, like you like see videos of guys like going into the, the freaking like, the, the TV, like their big entertainment center, and the guy comes in to catch a snake, and people are like videoing it, standing on the couch and shit, <laughs> and this guy just reaches into the snake hook, and like, he does it just like, uh, what's that fucking crocodile Dundee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Rest yeah, in peace. just goes in there. He's like, I got it. And then reaches in there, pulls out this freaking three hundred foot long Satan stick. <laughs> it's like, no thanks. No, you couldn't pay me enough. Not even for. Six oh hell figures. no, dude. You guys will give us some twelve gauge through the wall because I'm gonna <gasps> fix this shit right now. Well, that'd be one thing. Like, could I? It, I would probably do the job if I could shoot the snake before I picked it up. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. If I could like blow its fucking head off to where I know I'm not gonna get bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's a big maybe. It's a. It's still a big maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. Because then, you know, yeah, you get called to deal with a 300-pound fucking fuck stick. Yeah, oh, no. No. <laughs> no. No, thank you. That thing will swallow me whole and shit me out the same way. <laughs> no, thank you. Right. Oh, God. But So we've talked about, like, some old prisons, and I'm sure Marcus has some good stories from, like, the new prisons. You've got to tell your story about this. We need some. So are we going to. Some good da, stories. Da, da. <laughs> if you can. Yep. So are you oh, going to what, what, what? Oh, yeah. Have you heard this one? No. Yeah. So are we going to dot, dot, dot? I, I can't. I can't tell it. It's, okay, it's let's wait Did we suspense. get past all the formalities? What's that? There's did we formalities? get past all your formalities? 
Yeah, we did. We're good. Okay. We're out? good. It, oh yeah, no. It's yours. The floor. It's all yours, table. bro. Oh no, that's we're for the end. That's that's oh, for the end. That's for the end. That's the end. That's yeah. save it. That's all the right. finale. All right. So yeah, jump in there on some some good stories or some all right. shit that you we love know. about so since, law enforcement. Since, since Josh brought it up, twelve years in a prison, you got some good shit. I know you do. Yep, got a few few stories. Some of them have witnessed. Some of them I've heard. This is one I heard. Um, and one of our coworkers' sons just graduated from Post and is working down in the Boise area, and he heard about this story. Okay, so it's confirmed many times over. So anyway, um, every year in the spring, the prison puts on a. Uh, uh, basically a SWAT academy. And I was down here, um, I think that year I was running it because um, I was up in the management area of the tactical team. And I was running the academy, and they were talking about some of the new inmates that came in. And every time a new inmate comes in or they hear a funny story, it kind of becomes the joke of the academy or it becomes the joke of training when we all get together because we're all like-minded, right? right. We're all pretty sick mm-hmm. and gross, and we find this shit funny. Uh-huh. So... Anyway, they kept walking around and everyone kept saying, are we going to rape them? You know, and we all laugh and joke. And of course, I'm from up north. They're from down south. And oh, I got to pull them aside. And I was like, all right, let me in on the joke. What's going on? <laughs> I want to I want to laugh, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So they tell me this inmate came in. He'd originally from Arizona, oddly enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he uh, went to Yuma. moved up, moved up to the Boise area, got in with a bad crowd like all these Freaking scumbags like to do. They love finding each other. I don't know if it's a fake Facebook post or Craigslist or something, but right. they always find each other. Backdoor.com. So this guy, this innocent, their victim, um, they ended up kidnapping him, taking him out to the desert, and were beating him. You know, I don't know what the backstory was there, but they were just giving me the rough reference. And partway through the beating, the guy from Arizona who's new to the crew looked around and said, so guys, uh, are we going to rape him? <laughs> <laughs> And they literally said the beating stopped. And they all looked at him like, what? And he was like, uh, what? Uh. I wonder you, if you could imagine the awkward silence after that. Like, you think the guy getting beat, like, looked up at him the same way everybody else looked at him? Like, he's like, like getting uh, the shit beat out of him, and everybody just turns to him and shoot, including the guy, yeah, like, yeah. like, I don't know what you do in Arizona, but that's not how we roll here. I know. <laughs> like, so that was wow. a running joke for a long time. Everything's. Stuff would get intense, and all of a sudden, you just this random comment. So, we gonna rape them? You know, <laughs> that's. I can see how that's like obviously a long-lasting joke, but I could also see how that could really be used in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, so really, <laughs> yeah. I had to go back. Sorry, not to cut you off. You're but, good. That was the end of my story. Uh, well. I'm going back and seeing what the bro had to say. He sent me a gif and, you know, we mm-hmm. always usually pick good ones, you know, us included, all three of us. And, you know, my favorite line is titties. Just, of course, titties yeah. response. In place of the word good. Yes, exactly. Hashtag and Mongo. Must have left while I stepped away from the table for a minute to, you know, do whatever it was. <coughs> and I, uh, what? I come back to um, underneath titties. It goes, penis, <laughs> cock rocket, purple headed <laughs> yogurt slinger. Flesh rocket, all just back-to-back messages to my brother, and he has a picture of the rock on a gift saying, "Wow, okay." (laughs) 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 Oh shit! Oh man, man, it's like in prison. You're only gay for this day, all right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Speaking of that, (laughs) (laughs) you have something to say? I mean, it's twenty. It is twenty nineteen, and and gay for this day, and straight when you hit the gate. Yep. Oh God! In twelve days will be twenty twenty. I mean, what's our joke going to be then? Like you're locked in. You're freaking. You, that's it. Oh Jesus Christ! Never no, mind. but I remember when I was down at Post because I had to attend the state academy for when I was working in the county jail. Um, and one of my instructors was telling a story about when he was like young and new to law enforcement and working in a county jail and the bigger jails, uh, like the one I worked in, we weren't able to do this. But the bigger ones, they actually like station officers in, and I'm sure they do the same thing in the prisons. They station guys in the cell block, so you're mm-hmm. constantly around. You have your own like desk area and stuff that yeah. inmates aren't allowed to go. Yeah, and down there, there's like a yellow line or a red line that they can't. Yeah, cross they're not supposed to cross and stuff like that. Invisible um, wall. Yeah, pretty much. Well, this guy was working in a jail down there, and he's working the night shift. And he said he's sitting in the cell in the cell block, and he started hearing this weird noise. <clears throat> and he's like, what the fuck is that? So he goes over to the shower where like the noise is coming from. And uh, 
he goes <laughs> he goes into the shower, opens the curtain, and sure enough, there's a a, a couple of gay for the stays, mm. have, having a good old time, huh. and. He didn't. He honestly, he was like, I was so young and I had no idea. I was lacking experience to the point where I had no idea what to say. So the only thing I could think was I looked at the dude that was that was uh, pitching, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And just told him, get that out of there. (laughs) 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 And then in the in his continued fear, because just to be clear, there was some uh, uh, some backdoor pitching going on. Yeah. He he decided to pull out his can of of uh, pepper spray and just oh, no. let it go. <laughs> oh. Spice up that relationship he, quick. Oh. oh well, then because oh. obviously we all know the uh, what's the term? Marcus will know the term. Like if if somebody's pointing a gun at you, you're focused on the gun. So like when you shoot at them, your bullets are going to go closer to the gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that's called. Yeah. Well, when he sprayed his OC, he just happened to spray the victim across the waistline oh no and the assailant across the waistline (laughs) 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 oh shit it'd be called target fixation yeah yeah. that'd be the one (laughs) he was fixated on a target and he sprayed it (laughs) that might say Hmm. something about him on a deeper level yeah you never know he was (laughs) an interesting character (laughs) but hopefully Luckily in my career, I never came across it. Heard stories, but never did. And I tell you that all the guys I heard stories from, they still don't know what to do, no matter how experienced you are. I don't. But really, no. it's like when a dog's humping mm-hmm. your leg. Do you let him finish or not? Like, no. What's the no. protocol on that? Right. You just kind of backhand them a little bit until right, they fuck When you're off. done, come see me. <laughs> I don't want to deal <laughs> yeah. this right now. Yeah, good grief. Okay. You have, I'm more pissed off because do you have any idea how much paperwork I'm going to have to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no shit. You fucks. <laughs> oh boy God I don't even know to say that Ouch I, I just ugh. But I think So going back to like the Modern day prison stories I don't think people realize How many fucked up people Are actually in Idaho It's bad I don't think it's they horrible. realize it though Cause like you look at California And all the big states Where like The high profile crimes happen But there's some fucked up mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. That goes down in this state Yeah so Or a lot even of, just in any small state an interesting fact is, um, so we're, I bounced between Cottonwood and Orofino. Obviously, Cottonwood's kind of a more of a treatment facility. Mm. I was just going to ask you exactly what they rolled. Yeah, rolled so they're there. more of a treatment facility. They do, um, yes, they house sex offenders up there, and they have sex offender treatment, drug and alcohol treatment, oh. you know, all this stuff. And Orofino's more of like the um, traditional prison. Actual yeah, prison prison. Yep. Um, up there in Cottonwood, they're open bays, like dormitory style, but open bays, 60 some inmates on a tier. Only thing separating them is their little footlocker. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you're talking about how screwed up they are. One of the facts is a lot of the news, when you see something like an inmate did this or an ex inmate did this, if you go back in their history, they went through Cottonwood at one point. Oh, really? Yep. About 90% of the time they've gone through Cottonwood at some point, like the latest one, um, I can't remember the, what he did. Oh, it was the, um, the Idaho County one this summer where they had, uh, that guy came up from Boise or whatever and stole three cars and oh, the big three day, the big find him in the Canyon. Yeah. Three day find him in the Canyon that we were a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, he, prior to that, he was just in Cottonwood like six months prior to that. That's because they were saying he knew the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't. He was high as fuck and had no idea where he was after they interviewed him afterwards. He had nice. no clue where he was at. Did they get him on federal charges? Uh, that I don't know. Gotcha. So how the hell? Personally, I don't know. I don't think treatment. I should. No, I'm not going to tread lightly. Fuck that. I don't think treatment fucking works. I, do, I think it's a very low percentage. Yeah. But especially, especially, and I might be like categorizing when I because when I think of like sex offender training I don't think that fucking works yeah like at all depends on the level of sex offender because I was trained in that and Mm -hmm. I actually co-facilitated sex offender groups so it depends on the I hate to say it like level of the sex offender right you know we had one we had one guy come through there how he got a they called it a writer by the way how he got a writer was beyond me because he was at a party was at a hotel and he really liked this gal, but she had a boyfriend. Uh-huh. It must have been a suite or something in the hotel. It wasn't just like your standard hotel room. Mm-hmm. They ended up going off into the bedroom, shut the door, 
and the girl and the boyfriend were having sex. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a balcony that connected the bedroom and the main living area. So he went out on the balcony and could kind of see through the slats and the drapes or whatever oh, and watched shit. it. Oh. Right? Uh-huh. Got himself a little excited. She rolled over, went to sleep or something. The boyfriend ended up getting up and joining the party. He saw this as his opportunity. <sighs> he went into the bedroom, all the lights off, got undressed, and pretended to be her boyfriend. Oh. And started having sex with her. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. And she realized after he was done, like, wait a minute, this is, I don't That's think this is my boyfriend. Not, huh. Reached over, turned on the light, and saw this guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Of course, now everybody in the party wants to kill him. Yeah. Because yeah, he ends all, up, what the fuck? He ends up locking himself into the bathroom, and he called the police himself so oh, he wouldn't yeah. get his butt kicked. Yeah. You know, but then you have the whole charge. Do you charge with rape then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So on the other spectrum of that, you have the 18 year old guy dating the 16 year old girl, 16 or 17 year old girl. Yeah. Mom and dad are fine with it until he breaks up with her and pisses off the family. Right. And then they call it in. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we've had talk. Oh, I think all three of us have had talks about that. Like, you know, you get fucking situations like that on this side of the river over in Washington, you got the Romeo and Juliet yep. law where um, 16 is the age of consent, but that well, I think, doesn't isn't mean, it's still like adults a, though, as can yeah, they fall can into still. that category. It's just, you know, I, I I'm well, not, isn't the Romeo and Juliet thing like 16 is the age of consent within a certain age difference. It is. Yeah. Like it's like a five year or four year age difference. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm going to look at it while you guys are rolling. With but this I, one. I specific, when I was in County, I remember a guy that, uh, that was, that did that. He was an 18 year old kid. I don't think he was in a relationship with her, but I think they just had a fling and she was 16. And I don't know if it was the parents or what the hell it was, but he ended up coming to jail I don't think he went to prison. I think he actually got released to probation just because of the situation. And then, but he's a sex offender for the rest of his life. You know, it's not, it's not something to be taken lightly. No, no, it's not. But then, like you said, there's just, it's so interesting, the full (coughs) spectrum of people that get a right. (coughs) Right. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's so dumb. We had a couple guys in there on murder charges. On writers? For writers. And basically, if you don't know, the writer program is they, it's it's kind of like this weird limbo. They're still wards of the state, or they're still wards of the county. Mm-hmm. They haven't quite been relinquished to the state yet to do prison time. Uh-huh. And depending on how they do at their writer, depends whether or not they get probation or go sent to the big house. And you had people that were in prison on murder charges. Yep. Come through there. And it's... It's crazy. There's, you know, people that have had prior escapes in county and. Yeah, by the way, Josh. I need to quit leaving my fucking phone. Oh, you've no. got it on my you, goddamn yeah, iPad. You, to... you dirty fucking hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm like, my phone was locked. It was the first time before, too, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, there hey, it's time, time to wake up. Time to wake up, dude. <laughs> Yeah, when your I was confused. When your like, iPhone is linked to your iPad that you let me borrow, I'm gonna fuck with your messenger. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Then we had a small stint up there where we had a we have a smaller unit that only holds like 40 inmates all together. It's just one floor. We called it Unit One. And uh, short time we had actual termers in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At one point they tried something new, and some of the guys that were up there you'd hear their backstory or we had access to their prior histories and would read them and you're just floored that they're at this not even a minimum security prison is what we were classified as we were still classified as like a community custody really facility mm-hmm. what are the well what does the judge call that like with <clears throat> withheld judgment withheld judgment yeah something like that yep golly but i was wondering so you just mentioned like reading the backstory and stuff like that and that's the was that the pre-sentence investigation? Yeah, the PSI. Yeah. So I remember it because, Marcus, when you and I traveled to our uh, academy in New Mexico together, you told me a story that I want to tap into, Hill, because you, I think it was you said during your time in Orfino, you read a 
pre-sentence investigation mm-hmm. for a guy by the name of Tori Adam Chick. Oh, yes. You remember that? Yes. Down in the Pocatello. Let's talk about that guy. Down in the Pocatello area. Mm-hmm. So his, what do you call it? Co-defendant? Partner in crime? Brian Draper. Brian Draper. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, uh, when they committed their heinous <coughs> crime, they were underage. They're under age 18 mm-hmm. when they first committed it. And, but they got sentenced as big boys. No. Because of it. So, oh, I can really work on my memory skills now. Um, <laughs> not to put you on the spot or anything, but no, you're on good. it. So when they first started, I'm not quite sure what led up to it. There was supposed to be a party or something to that effect. And it was this girl that uh, Adam Check had this liking for. Mm-hmm. She had a boyfriend at the house. And they showed up at the house. There was supposed to be this party. The party fizzled, it ended, or it wasn't happening, but they hung out. And when they, uh, they supposedly were like, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to leave, air quotation marks. And um, they ended up going down into the basement. Well, when you read that PSI, they call it from the victim. Well, mm-hmm. jump ahead, the victim's dead. So it's really the story from what the family and the boyfriend gathered uh-huh. of what happened. So it's kind of more of like the boyfriend's version and the family's version of what happened. Right. Cause they were the, the two murderers were in there and then her, her name was Cassie, Cassie yep. Stoddard. Mm-hmm. And then the boyfriend, they were the only four in the house at yep. that time. Right. Yep. So they supposedly left and, um, I'll get to that point on what they did there in a minute. Well, they left. So now it's just a boyfriend and girlfriend and they decide they're gonna sit down on popcorn, watch a movie, you know, do, do boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Netflix and chill. All yeah. of a sudden the, uh, like power goes out. And they're trying to figure out what happened. You know, they're looking out the windows and everyone else's power's on, but their power's out. And they didn't think nothing of it. They were continuing doing what they were doing. And the dog was at the stairway to the basement, like growling and like focused on the basement. Supposedly freaked out the boyfriend. The boyfriend left. Just, what a guy. Yeah. What a stand up. Just guy. like left and left <clears throat> her there. Um, after he leaves, um, Adam check and Draper decide to come upstairs. So they come upstairs and, uh, according to Draper's recount, uh, account of this, of what happened, Adam checks. They started walking through the living room. The girl stood up and start, confronted him. What are you doing here? Get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. Adam check snapped and leaped over the couch, started stabbing her. Oh shit. Cause they were wearing masks, right? Yeah. They weren't just standing there. Hey, we're your buddies that were just here five minutes ago. Yeah. And he snapped, rushed her, started stabbing her. Stabbing her, stabbing her, stabbing her, stabbing her, stabbing her, stabbing her. Got so tired of stabbing her, gives the knife to Draper and says, you do it. 30 okay. times. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what so the then, article says. She was stabbed 30 times total. Yep. So then Draper stabbed her a few times. Handed the knife back. They left. Right? That's the overstory. So then you get curious and you read Adam Check's version and there's something wrong with that kid. Oh, like, yeah. Something bad because it was like reading a Stephen King novel. Really? Well, I remember you telling me one of the parts he actually recounted to the because sh- a shrink does the investigation, right? Not really. No. Or what kind of? A PSI investigator, someone who's specially trained in doing it. But it's kind of like shrink stuff. Kind of. Sort of, right? Yeah. But I remember you telling me a part of the, a part where he remembered was he specifically remembered stabbing her and he guessed he hit a lung mm-hmm. because when he pulled the knife out, he heard air. You can hear the gurgling. You yeah. can hear the gurgling sound. He got that detailed as in, as I was <laughs> stabbing her, I could hear her gurgling and the air escaping her body. I mean, he was like detailed like a movie script. Holy shit. On, on what happened. Yeah, he the guy's got issues. Oh, yeah. to say the oh, least. Yeah, he's got some issues. Damn. And so after they did the fact, they they left. Parents came home after their night out or whatever it is they were doing, mm-hmm. and find their daughter. Fuck that, you know. Goddamn, dead. And they did. Obviously, they caught them. They caught up to them when they searched the vehicle. There was stuff in the vehicle that led police to believe this was premeditated because there was like ropes and tarps and. Oh shit! All mm-hmm. sorts of stuff in the trunk of the car, and so yeah, yeah. it's it. so both their motivation was fame. Uh, Draper was a fan of the Columbine shooters. Oh yeah, 
uh, and Adam Check was a fan of like the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! So, yeah. and Draper said he didn't think it was going to go to murder. They just wanted to scare them, and they don't know why, or he doesn't know why Adam Check did what he did and why he did what he did. But one of them got like. 15 years with 45 and then that one got 45 with like 15. They got the same sentences, but just reversed. I think you have it pulled up there. No, they both got life. No, they both got life. Yeah. They both got life without parole. So, uh, it says Adam check and Draper serving time, the Idaho department of corrections. Um, I think there's, there's part of the article that goes into, um, like the appeals and other stuff. There was a lot of appeals. His uh, yeah. Adam Check's mom was crazy. Yeah. Well, I remember the reason I got turned on to this case was I watched a, a documentary on Netflix called like Killer Kids, and they covered these two because it was mostly it was mostly a big. They talked about the Supreme Court going through the, uh, like, should we have life without parole for people who commit crimes when they're juveniles. <clears throat> and some people are for it. Some people are against it. I'm definitely for it personally. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, the first thing they show in that documentary is his parents driving up Highway 12 to Orfino mm-hmm. to visit their kiddo. The Adam Jack's mom ended up moving to Orfino, and she swears his innocence, I think, to this day. No shit, huh? Mm-hmm. They finally had to suspend her visitation. It's- Something to be what? said for a mother's love. Mm-hmm. Why would they suspend her visitation? It. I don't know the reasons behind it. I just know from some of the stuff I did here is she was nuts. Wow. Nuts. <laughs> but see, I don't even see how could you like swear someone's innocence when they admitted it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, and he was a different, he was a different character because I was at Orfino at that time when they came in or it was about a year after. Mm-hmm. Adam check ended up staying in close custody and Draper actually ended up getting moved to a, um, they called it the Charlie side of the prison, which was more, <clears throat> Oh, Draper was in Orfino too. Mm-hmm. They were at the same time. Oh shit. Yep. At the same time. And he was a more, I guess, depending on what your definition of normal is, he was more normal when mm-hmm. he got to prison, acted actually like a person and, no. You know, listen, yes, sir, that kind of crap. Right. And Adam Check just kept getting darker. Oh, shit. And getting in with the wrong crowd and was starting to get manipulated. Somebody got butt raped. I don't Yeah. <laughs> probably voluntarily. <laughs> it probably probably. Was. Yeah. Why else would so, you group up with the wrong crowd unless yeah, somebody kidding. touched you? Yep. And when you saw Give him, me, Billy Bob. when you saw him doing tear checks and he was out, you know, walking by, you know, just of course be an officer, you know, you got to be cordial. You got to be professional, you know, mm-hmm. nodding, saying hi, just looking at him. You're just like, there's something wrong with that kid. Yeah. Like you can just tell people like yeah. there's something mm-hmm. off, even walking through Walmart, you, you just know, look mall, in the, whatever in the face and you can see something. Yeah. Something, oh yeah. Something there's wrong. some scary folks out there that we're glad they're <clears> there. Man, no Let's shit, see. Right? I'm actually on the IDOC website. To I see. thought you were going to, uh, uh, remind me of the story of, uh, one of the oddest guys in Orfino. Since you were talking about PSI. Is that the salt guy? Yeah. Or the salt, pepper guy? The pepper guy. Yeah. Yeah. So well, real quick, I'm just... Oh, no. They're both in uh, in Boise right now, mm-hmm. according to IDOC's website. Yep. Draper is in the Idaho State Correctional Institute Unit 16. And Adam Check is in route to hell via... Which prison? Probably, probably IMSI. Idaho I think, Maximum Security. I know it said Boise, but I'm not sure... Damn you. Page back. There we go. There he is. Uh, ISCI Unit 10 in Boise. Okay. So same prison, but different units. But yeah, different Pepper prisons. guy. Oh, that's different prisons? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. You have IMSI, ISCI, ISCC, and then uh, ICSI. Idaho Correctional State Institution, which is the private prison uh, the state took over five, six years ago now. That oh. was the the Gladiator School. The Gladiator School? Yeah, it was privately ran. Um, uh-huh. And so it was built for Idaho because mm-hmm. we were overpopulated in our prisons. But it was privately ran by their own security. They didn't have to go through any kind of academy that I knew of 
you know, just some field training and the way they went, but they were purposely letting inmates out and making them fight on the tier out in the rec yard and having bets on them. It was a crazy place. Oh, what shit. the fuck? Yeah. They got That's sued and Idaho ended up taking it over and cracking down. I was, Damn. Yeah, there was a lot of fun. Fun call out times on that one, I heard. Oh, yeah. I was oh, jealous. I, I was all the way up here. Yeah. We were put on standby to go down there if it got crazy. Ooh. Dang. And they had jets ready to go fly in, pick us up, take us down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Damn. I hate to say it, but that would have been kind of cool. That would have been badass. That would have yeah, been cool to fly lie. down there and, and fix some shit. But Oh, no. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck some shit up. That's just a bad time. When you get, when you get called in as a tactical team in the prison, it's a blank check. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's just do what you they, gotta do. They don't listen. It's utilize any tool you have on your belt or mm. your hands or feet. I've seen those uh, 36 inch batons broken. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. Yep. On a small riot that happened. It swung. It connected. And he hit a home run and it broke. <laughs> Damn. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll so, light someone's world up. Pepper Guy. Pepper Guy. That was the one PSI I quit reading. After I read his, I stopped reading PSIs on inmates. And I recommend that to any officer that works in the prison. Unless you absolutely have to, don't read them. Yeah. Because it will change now, does how any, you look at them. Is it just supervisors or does any employee in the prison have access to PSIs? Any employee has access. Oh, shit. I'd be too nosy. I'd have to. You're nosy at first until you read the wrong one. Yeah. Like and then you're, like, then you're like, I'm done. So yeah. Pepper Guy is a weirdo. He kind of looks like... Uh, uh, Rick off Rick and Morty a little bit, kind of has a bald spot on the back of his head, gray hair, you know, or you mm-hmm. know, whatnot, skinny, tall. He's one of those ones. He's quiet. He doesn't converse with the other inmates. Um, when I was at Orfino, it was one of my first mornings there watching Chow. And I noticed this guy sitting off by himself. So it kind of caught my attention. So I was kind of watching him. He'd get his tray, go through the line, get his tray, go sit down by himself. And he starts shaking this small bottle of stuff on his oatmeal uh-huh. and I'm watching and I'm like, what the hell is that? What is he doing? And looked down or looked up at the clock, saw it was like five minutes to go. Cause I have to give him a warning, you know, mm-hmm. Hey guys, five minutes, wrap it up, line up at the door, get ready to go back to your tier. And when I gave that warning, he started eating and just, just shoveling it in as quick as he could. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's fucking weird. Huh. So didn't think nothing of it. I was still there for lunchtime. I was watching Chow for lunch, and it was PB&J day. And he came down, one of the last ones in line, got his food, went sat down. And he would sit down and almost meditate or pray. And he put his hands on both sides, of the, both sides of the tray, look down, and just not move. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, he's religious, whatever. Then he kind of snaps out of it, grabs this other bottle of shit, and starts pouring it out. I mean, we're not talking just like a couple shakes. We're talking shake, 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 shake. Just keeps going and going. And I'm curious at this point. Really curious. Well, when he flopped his sandwich back together, I saw this white powder like poof out. So I'm like, all right, I should be able to get a whiff of what he's doing. So I kind of just do my rounds and walk by. And as I'm walking behind him, I kind of breathe in a little deeper to see if I can smell what he put on his damn sandwich. Uh It was garlic powder. Oh, he put enough garlic powder on it. When he put his sandwich together, it poofed out. Holy That's shit. That's a lot of freaking garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I give my five-minute warning, and he mouths it down. And I'm like, what the heck? So by the time lunch is over, it's towards the end of my shift. I go home, come back the next morning, see him again, putting this shit on here, on his oatmeal. I walk around and get a better look, and it's pepper. He put the pepper on so thick on his oatmeal, it was black. Wow. Didn't mix it, didn't mix it, Uh just ate it. Just poured it on top and ate it. So now I'm like, okay, at this break, I'm reading this guy's PSI. Yeah. What is this guy's deal? And that's the one that I never read another one after that. Yeah. Because he is in there for child abuse and some other gross stuff because Uh normal parenting, I want to say how it read was normal parenting measures did not work with his children. So... After he did his business, if his kids were naughty, I don't even want to say this on a freaking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we have to now. <laughs> well, we have to. We're he, too far uh, deep. He would make his kids lick his butthole until it was clean. 
What the fuck? Yeah. And every check after that, I wanted to shoot him. I wanted to hurt him. Yeah. Like, oh, man. As how many, did it say, like, how many kids he had? No, I don't remember. Regardless. But I, he had a few. And he would do some other, make him do some other just outrageous stuff. Jeez. But that was the one thing that, like, stuck out. Wow. Fucking pepper guy. Yeah, his kids are not normal. God damn oh, well, how can you? That. How can you be? It's not no. the kid's fault. No. So, shit. Some people just don't have shit. a chance. There's mm-hmm. a special place for him in hell. Oh, oh yeah. Like I said, he's in route to hell via prison. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even Satan would shit yeah. on his face. <laughs> <coughs> or Satan would make him clean it up. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be fitting. It would be. Yeah. It'd be fitting. Eternity. Your turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No Goes around, comes around, asshole. Yeah. Oh wow. man, those are some interesting stories. That's oh good. boy, so I don't know why they're always so interesting to me, but they, they are. They are. Just no, I agree. Fantastic. I but now there's one more story we got to get to. Mm-hmm. There's one more. Yeah. Marcus has it over there on his phone. Oh, or it's not a story, I guess. But he, so the, the, arc, the hero segment. Yes, it so is, this, it I is remember time it. for that. I, it's hero. I talk closed time. it out and then it freaking like refreshed. But anyway. Um, just saw on my wonderful Facebook feed. So I live up in Nez Perce, which is about a little over an hour south of where we're podcasting today. And one of their local residents, uh, Joseph Miser, is a World War II vet. And he just passed away. And I got to meet him several times, actually, because in, in Nez Perce, there's a little store. They have a little coffee place, and they have table and booths that the veterans in the community would come and have coffee every morning. Mm -hmm. So if you got to the store when they opened, you'd see these old carters, you know, drinking coffee and saying hi to the kids and saying hi to you. And those are the best places. Really cool. Hell yeah. And they always had their, they had their own chair. They had their own mug always there at the store. So it was kind of cool. So it's going to be interesting going into the store now and seeing his chair and everything. And when someone passes away, they move the chair up on top and they put a big picture yeah. Of them kind of com- mm-hmm. commemorating them. Yeah. So anyway, I got to meet him a few times and he has, he told me he's died officially three times in his life. Wow. And the first one he told me is when he finally got to join the war because he tried several times to, to join, uh, the service branches, finally got in underage, went through boot camp. Got deployed, and I can't remember what peach storming it was. But it's one of the ones in World War II, one of the big ones, popular ones. And uh, he was going through fighting, doing stuff, and they were dropping mortars or bombs or something like that. And one of them blew up next to him. Oh, shit. And so obviously he doesn't remember right. that. And what he recalls is the stories that people told him. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when he came to in the hospital, you know, those are his memories, but he says he was, a uh, blew up. He ended up 15 feet down in the bottom of a crater. And the only thing that, uh, one of his buddies saw was his fingertips, like half his palm and his fingertips sticking up out of the sand, yeah. 15 feet in the bottom of this crater. Holy crap. So they climb down there. They dig him. They find out he has a pulse. He's still alive. He's still fully intact. Holy shit. So they pull him up and they, they rush him to the nearest uh, medical unit. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember how long he was out for, but he says he remembers waking up and just being in pain all over his body. Yeah. He's like, literally, he goes, my hair hurt. I hurt that bad. And he says, what happened was a bomb came down, blew up next to him. He fell in the crater and then the sand from the explosion kind of came in on top of him. And, um, he said that was, he wished, and he started getting teary eyed telling me the story. And this is a guy just like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? My name's this, you know? And I was mm-hmm. in uniform, yeah. you know, he'd always see me drive by and I finally stopped and talked to him one day and he just started blurting out his life story. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of cool. So Anyway, he said uh, laying in the in the medical unit, just hurting all over. No matter mm-hmm. how much morphine they'd give him, it still hurt. Yeah. And he said um, his body went through so much shock of the compression of the explosion and everything else. Blood was seeping out of his pores like sweat. Holy crap. Just 
all Damn. over him. I can't imagine. Oh, Jesus. You know, Christ. and he lived and continued on after he recovered in the military. Wow. Well, even, you know, something's got to be there with his buddy. Cause if you're, if they see an explosion like that and then just see a palm and finger sticking up out of the sand. Yeah. How easy would it have been for his buddy to be like, Oh, he's gone. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Keep, yeah. keep on going. Yeah. And they said one of the times he said he died was there at the unit, uh, trying to recover his heart stopped or it's complications. They ended up bringing him back and you know, whatnot. But he said his recovery was three to five years. Holy he shit. was in this medical unit Ooh. recovering from it. Wow. wow. And he still doesn't know why to this day he's still alive. Well, you know, God rest his soul. Yeah. But yeah. the other two times he passed away was just living life and just weird stuff happening. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think another time I think he said he got hit by a car <laughs> after shit. he retired from the military. He ended Holy up, I shit. believe retiring from the military. Yeah. Yeah. Just out and about got hit by a car one day. <laughs> God dang. Oh God. <laughs> a shitty deck of cards, but a tough yeah. old codger. Oh, yeah. man. He was so cool to talk Holy to. Always shit. happy. Um, so up in Nez Perce is a pretty big farming community and a company up there um, that sells the John Deere line of combines and everything like that. Gave mm-hmm. him a little gator. Oh, yeah. To drive around town with. And he's self-sufficient up until he passed. Oh, he'd hell He'd drive yeah. himself to the store. Dude, I'm going to buy me one of those, man. Those things are handy. Hell, yeah. Are you that tough, though? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I am not. Make no mistake. Let's not have any question about that. Fuck. No, I'm not. God dang. I love that shit. Yeah. Oh, like I know. Say, God rest I his love soul, those, but man. I love those places, though, where, like, you and I, we've got a Rosars here in town that, like, a lot of old, like, and a, a whole bunch of people go there, but a lot of it is, like, older people that are just sitting down, having a cup of coffee, talking with their friends, talking with the people that just happened to be there that day. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've gone up there a bunch of times, uh, and we've just had good conversations with people. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the elderly generation is, well, they, they grew, my mind. They grew up with no, none of this phone, no podcast, no, no headphones, no nothing. Like Man, you, you talk to people. That's what you do. Right. And those days are, are disappearing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those people are disappearing. It was after meeting him. I don't want to sound like a jerk, you know, but before that, you know, you always see those, you know, commercials sometimes, or you see him on Facebook, you know, oh, make sure you think a veteran and all this. You know, I have an uncle who served in uh, Vietnam and saw some pretty crazy stuff that he still doesn't talk about, you know, yeah. to this day. And mm-hmm. when I'd meet up with him and we'd be around town, he would go out of his way, especially if he saw another Vietnam vet, yeah. to shake his hand, thank him for his service. You know, and then being in our line of work, people do that with us. Right. right. You know, but it wasn't until after I kind of talked to him, I kind of started doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, seeing someone yeah. who served or even a fellow cop, you know, going up, hey, just real quick, thanks for your service, shake your hand. It's, and you just see the look on their faces, like kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can tell it just made their day. Oh, hell yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I, I explained that to Miranda once because I know I've told you, I, once I got into the profession, I started doing it. So I, we went down to Boise and actually attended a UFC event at the Boise, the, the arena, the event, whatever, their big venue. Yeah. Um, and on the way out, I I went out, of, I had to go out of my way for 10 or 15 Boise police officers and shake mm-hmm. each one of their hands. And then when we left, because obviously Miranda's not in the profession, so she just asked me, she was like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't know what that means to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to have somebody actually go out of their way to do that. And yeah. until it happens to you, you don't know. You're right. Like yeah, you've seen know. people mm-hmm. do it. You know it's it's like a nice thing to do, but the person, you really don't know what it means to them. Yeah. When right. uh, uh girlfriend and I were in Portland last month for a concert, our hotel was kind of kitty corner from a Starbucks. And so we were walking back at nighttime and we saw two or three police cars outside the Starbucks and then and they're just enjoying their coffee. And we went out of our way. We didn't even go and buy coffee. Mm-hmm. We just like... Oh, let's cross the street. So we crossed the street, walked in there and said hi and shook their hands, thanked them for their service and how hard it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, went about our night. Yeah. 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 And most, like when I, That's awesome. like personally, when I, I don't even tell them I'm a cop too. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. Right. You yeah. know. We didn't either, but they figured it out because I was wearing thin blue line sweatpants. Yep. Oh, so they figured <laughs> it out. They put two and two together. <laughs> they got oh, you there. Must be law enforcement too. Right. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you see that line and it gives it away now. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, oh, okay. But even as there. a cop, you know, you appreciate another cop doing that because, like, 
as a cop, like, how often do you want to just go through fucking town? Just do your shit. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I want to get my shit done. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Oh, like, just a couple yeah. months ago, I had my first, and I honestly say, I had my first, um, you know, someone paid for my coffee one morning. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was in the little town Kamii of all places. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the little co- there's like three coffee shops in that little town. Yeah. But I went to one, pulled up, ordered my coffee, went to hand on my card, and the lady shook her head and says, nope, it's taken care of. Have a good day. Damn. And I was like, what? Of course, of course, being the master investigator that I am, I just pulled across the street because I saw the car in front of me. Uh-huh. The car in front of me circled around. Yeah. And then paid because she wanted to make sure she had enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so then when she pulled out, I kind of flashed my lights and waved at her and yeah. kind of mouthed the words, thank you. You know, and mm-hmm. she pulled up next to me. Oh, yeah. He goes, I just want to thank you guys. You're so great. And, That's you know, awesome. it doesn't matter what's on the side of our car. And, yeah, you exactly. know, whatnot. Even with the Portland guys, not to backtrack or get off topic. Sometimes being tribal police like we are, you mm-hmm. know, it's some people don't recognize it or see it, you know, as actual police. But then when you talk to fellow cops, you know, that aren't within our oh, five yeah. counties, mm-hmm. they kind of smile and shake their head and they're like, man, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. You're a tough <laughs> son of a bitch. You know? yeah. That's what pretty <laughs> I much. I was having, yeah. I was had a conversation with a sergeant with the state troopers two, three nights ago and he just wouldn't stop going on. He was like, man, they can't pay me enough to do your job. They'd exactly. have to open up another U.S. treasury to get me to do your job. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you get on that, you know. Yeah. Does that get some on, of that. You get in on that and cut me in on something. Does yeah, that say sure. something about me? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Are you calling me an asshole? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> right. Where you start did reading I, into where it. Did I, where did I mess up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's been a good end. It's been a good end. Hell yes, it has. It's over already? Yeah, it's been an hour and seven minutes. Oh man, they they God. go like that. We could go, and, and go. we could keep going, and we'll probably keep going another time. We will. But Josh has got babies to watch. I've got floors to put in. Marcus has Christmas presents to buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's life. We've got adulting to do. Unfortunately, damn adulting. Right? No kidding. We get to come back to the childish ways of podcasting at a later date. <laughs> but we need to entertain our adult listeners. So is it childish? What childish? Adult podcasting. Is podcasting childish? Yeah, that's what you just said. Well, considering how a four-year-old knows how to run a phone better than I do nowadays. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think a four-year-old could run all this jive, so. You'd be surprised. Maybe. I'm sure we will <laughs> get your kids. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we know how to do this. Get out of the way. Right, yeah. <laughs> Come messing with that, Dad. You don't even know how to edit a podcast, stupid. <laughs> Gosh. They would, too. The oldest would say that. She would, too. To show you how this works. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. You know, you're doing it all wrong. But well, uh, thank you for stopping by, Marcus. This has been me. the Gosh, first guest you, on yeah. the show, and it's been we need to do this more often. I agree. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is where the conversations get oh, better yeah. and better. This is where they just keep on growing. But hell yes. Oh, we'll be back very, very soon. But until yeah. next time, our our beautiful Americans, be sure to enjoy a good cigar, sip some fine liquor, drink responsibly, don't drink and drive. Twenty one means twenty one. Twenty one is twenty one. Eighteen means eighteen. All that good stuff. <laughs> Take care of each other. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next time. Merry Christmas. <laughs>